Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slow Beef. With me, of course, my good friend Turbo C. Hello. My good friend Devious Vacuum. Hey folks. My good friend Jim. Hey everybody. My good friend Polo Hoko. Hey ya. My good friend Oren Ronan. Good evening. <laughs> Welp. Three o'clock hit. I think it's actually a pretty short chapter, personally, but let's let's find out. We we did the same thing. We assigned roles. We rolled D6s. We figured out who's reading who. I think we'd agree we started with Maria. Who, who got Maria? That, I didn't get Maria. That was me. Jim. Whoa. All right. Well, lead us off, pal. Hopefully this, this time you'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just a little inside baseball for everybody out there. Last time I did this, I read for three minutes before realizing I was disconnected from our Discord. <laughs> it's in the episode. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there was any way to edit around all of our drop-offs. Awesome. So, yeah, I couldn't Warren hear it. Made, made a good job of it last time. Sweet. Yeah, Discord had some issues last time we recorded. So, let's get into it. We rejoined Maria after the last cliffhanger where she had a gun pointed at her head. Because, well, like, so, this is Tatano, right? I always Yeah. So, they never refer to his name in-game. It's always just man with a cane. Uh, so, he's pointing at the gun at her. Um, we don't officially know yet. Right. Yeah. We don't officially know. Because only Kana would know, would be able to identify him by name, and the other characters don't know who he is. Mm. But anyway, he's ready to fire, and um, he says her name, uh, I guess right before we we got cut off, he says that her name is Hitomi Asawa, and Maria goes, wait, is my name Hitomi Asawa? Which confuses him. Uh, And she just confesses straight up that she has amnesia, and so he demands that she tell him everything she knows and she's like well I got amnesia I don't really know that much but she just recounts everything from when she regained consciousness and this kind of deflates him he realizes that this isn't Hitomi and he just kind of slumps to the ground and uh, she isn't sure what to do because it's still a dude with a gun uh, (laughs) threatening her and we get a choice which I don't know if it matters because I didn't get a bad end I just did the one where um, you you just remain motionless and wait for him wait for an opportunity so if you run away straight away there's actually a very lengthy thing that does lead to a banner eventually okay. yeah. um, but she meets up with to, uh, yeah she meets up with Miku okay. um, do you want to talk about this Divak Oh, I was just going to say that she meets up with Miku and it leads to a bad end for Minorikawa which is why which is what I ran into because I played him first um, and uh, yeah, if you, but I like that, that you can just throw a, a crate at at Tateno and then run away and just, like, bean him with this crate. But, you, yeah, you run into Miku, who uh, was defeated by, by you. She doesn't recognize you at first, because um, you're Maria. But uh, Miku's like, now that, now that you defeated me, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life anymore. And... Um, she, so then you can give, tell her she, she she opens up and tells Maria all the stuff about her past but it doesn't show any of it, it just skips to 15 minutes later <laughs> which is like a hint that it's going to be a bad a bad decision I think um, and uh, Maria like encourages her to, to keep fighting and she's like okay I will, I'll keep fighting um, but then she has no more leads and goes back to where she was before and she finds the photo that she finds and all the things. And then she just kind of like wanders around and like gets a bad ending where she's just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. The sad thing is it's a really nice conclusion from Miku, but it doesn't happen if you think it's yeah. the right thing. Right. So many of these bad endings are like, hey, somebody is happy, but that's not how the story is supposed to go. Yeah. Like Miku ends <laughs> up like encouraged and like ready to go, go back fighting and happy. But in the real story, she, she doesn't. <laughs> 
she has to be upset. Yeah, and so this is another one of those where it's not really, it's another optional ending where you don't have to get it, but you um, you can. So just, to, you got to kind of figure it out. Like you can get everybody to, to be continued without getting it. Um, but anyway, if you do choose the, the remain motionless one, um, he just kind of mutters that he might not make it in time. And, uh, and she's sitting there and she tries to remember who she actually is. And you get three choices, one of which is Tama, one of which is Hitomi, and one of which is Tama Hitomi. Uh, and D, just none of the the above. Uh, uh, that's that's only if um, there's another bad ending you can get here because Yanagishida's running up and calling Tama's name when that choice happens. Yeah, yeah, I was just a bit. But there's oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, so if so, he's running up, um, and this bad ending is is a funnier one. Uh, so this, I think, if um, if he doesn't get if he gets delayed at one of the at one of the stores i forget how we got here but um the bad ending you get here is that he runs up and uh his 10 million yen scheme which you will we will eventually hear about uh in this case you actually go along that pathway which he's got a new get rich quick scheme which is uh to competitive eating for cheery <laughs> mm-hmm. which makes sense it's it, yeah, the pamphlet we saw a lot yeah, it's a pamphlet we saw last chapter uh, with the ice cream. Yes. And and so they go along on this path, and of course she wins because she is superhuman stomach over there, and she wins the Iron Stomach competition. But in this case, Maria is like, I'm going to get you next time. <laughs> she joins the throne of competitive eating. So so she never <laughs> resolves her memory issue, but she gets into competitive eating, she gets into competitive eating too. Yeah. And that's her new identity. And that's it. That's just like, oh, well, so <laughs> nobody else, apparently everybody lives happily forever, and she never goes back home but becomes a competitive eater. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't die of a virus or anything. No, I guess nothing Turns happens. Turns out the cure is just ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Cheery ate the virus. <laughs> yeah, are these endings supposed to be, like, consistent with one another? Because that was my question, too. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, there were several endings where we saw we saw her alive like weeks later. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, what what actually happens is uh, Yanagishida does show up um, and does scare away uh, Tatsuno, who flees just you know because this crazy man is is screaming and running down the sidewalk. Um, and so he he alludes to his ten million yen scheme, um, but it doesn't actually go anyplace. So he just kind of hints on it and. Um, if you say fine, tell me. He just quotes that when the uh, when the mighty stomach triumphs over the endless cavalcade of icebergs, the hero shall be blessed with fame and fortune. Which she just goes, uh, okay. <laughs> um, and what she does find, though, is it, after he sort of like gives his hint and then leaves, that uh, she finds a notebook that she assumes the assassin dropped. Um, there's a photo in the back cover which she says is of two boys and a girl, but I. I don't know who the people are involved, and oh god, I was afraid that I was being a total idiot by not knowing who that was. I don't think it's meant to be obvious, and also I'm not even sure if one of the people is definitely a boy. It could just be a short-haired girl. Like I don't. It, it's very sort of one of sort of is ambiguous, and the other two are sort of you know traditionally looking. Um, I'll, I'll tell you all something else. I'll cop to the fact I forgot the guy with the cane was Tateno. So whatever. I have no idea what's going on in this game. Who knows. <laughs> But again, I, I think it's supposed to be a twist that we don't know yet, but we all figured it out. Mm. It's like uh, that Tama is Maria. It's that, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not sure they spelled it out for us yet. Yeah, it's, no, they didn't. It's like, 
it's gonna it's gonna be a big revelation for Kano very soon. Like it's you know he's gonna he's gonna have to think about his things. Well, not for me. I'll have forgotten. <laughs> it's gonna be even more of a surprise for you then. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna write it down on my on my um, Polaroid, and I'll I'll remember it. Or maybe my arm. I was gonna get tattoos all oh over. My God. Yeah, and, you know. So anyway, uh, Maria doesn't know what to do with this, and she doesn't know what to do in general. She can't go to the cops, because, number one, they wouldn't believe her, and if, if they did believe her, what could she tell them? Just, there's a man with a cane and, and this woman's name, and, like, she doesn't, you know, there's not much to do. Um, so at this point, she's just sort of confused, and you hit a keep out. Uh, and the only way to get past that keep out is that later on, on Achi's route, uh, Hitomi's going to get an email uh, from Tanaka about the blue van, um, and this just pushes her, this pushes maria's route and um at this point she sees a poster for uh aya uh kamiki the um the singer and right underneath the poster there's aya kamiki talking to hana um and and she's picking up with hana has a bunch of stuff on the sidewalk in front of her like papers spread out and she picks it up and she's like talk you know like looks interested and is talking to hana and then uh maria heads over and um aya kamiki leaves and the note you get is that uh, Hana apparently write, writes amazing poetry and is going to be discovered by Ayakamiki uh, and um, and is going to be a songwriter in the future, even though she's in elementary school. And uh, surprisingly, you just sort of like, you know, you go over to talk to Hana and she she gets up and picks up her stuff and goes to, to leave and spills her poems. And of course, Maria picks one up and apparently immediately notices it's good. Because Hana says, no, this is, you don't, she gets her attitude, and, and Maria's like, no, this is really good. And so she's been apparently trying to sell them to offset her dad's, uh, her dad's debt. And you get Aww. a really sweet scene that unfolds um, where Hana slaps the ever-loving shit out of uh, Toyama when he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's deserved. It is deserved. Yeah. But they do have a relationship, even though Hana kind of hates her dad, like, they do have some, like, this thing where, like, you know, the there is some affection there, and it's it's very sweet. It's a nice little uh, little interlude, um, and then we get the giant just just a giant explosion and some video finally. So there's another version of this scene, uh, a bad ending one, uh, which if you bump into Hannah in Achi's route, yes, uh, then she loses her. Yeah. If Achi knocks her over, then she just does, she loses her stuff, and Maria gets too close to the explosion. And then she dies. Yeah. But she also kind of re- she starts regaining her memory before she dies. Yeah. She gets some, like, Middle East uh, flashbacks. Exactly. But in, in, in the good route, she sees the exploded van, but doesn't get close enough, and also experiences a flashback. Um, she sees this decaying city. Uh, someone's next to her. It's a, it's a, um, a girl younger than her. And um, it's Kanan. And she says, Anna is me. And the Maria says cat's cradle. And, and you don't know if they cut to a different scene or if it's kind of the same area. Um, but she's got it. She's you know, making a cat's cradle and, and shows this uh, to Kanan. And then um, she remembers her name. And that word kind of echoes in her mind. And just as she starts to remember that she has like a duty to protect someone and that, and that, that you know she's out there trying to, to keep someone safe. Uh, Hatsuno shows up again and sticks his gun in her back and he says I figured out how to use you to lure out Hitomi you're gonna be the bait and then you hit the to be continued he cleverly came up with the exact same uh, strategy that the the kidnappers came up with at the beginning yes 
un- unbelievably that she's figured out that to use her twin sister to tempt her out. Yeah, that's <laughs> shocking how everybody comes up with these wild plans that are so brilliant. Amazing. Any theories? What do we think that? What? What do you? How? So we know that that uh, that Kanan like rescued Maria, and that was kind of like how they met and they became friends. What do you? What do you think? What did they? What do you think they did together that led to Maria being able to fight? Kick ass training. I assume. I don't know where else she they would just learn beat it. up a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Like all the time. <laughs> she was on vacation with her dad for like a month, and she just like became a vigilante during that time. It may have been like a themed trip. Maybe like some travel group was like, hey, go to the Middle East. Kick ass. I mean, I guess Kanan, right? That's the... Because they met, right? They're, when she was in the Middle East or whatever, and she was like her... She helped her from getting kidnapped. Yeah, I think there's a kidnapping yeah. involved there. And, and Kanan came all the way to Japan just to help her. So they had some kind of like deeper connections than just being... Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, like, I guess the implication, well, from other things we know, is Kanan can take care of herself. So, yeah, maybe she is like this sort of Obi Wan Kenobi, but of like, what is it, I, I Jitsu, Jujitsu, whatever. Anyway, the point is that just kicking the crap out of everyone is she's the Jedi of that. Sorry, I just played Fallen Order, so that's <laughs> not my brain. But anyway, maybe she, maybe Maria <laughs> saves Kanan, and then there's like one of those blood oath things, like those those tropes. We're like, oh, I got to go back and, and repay my debt. Yeah, definitely not because I like her or anything, but because I owe it to her. Yeah, only that. It's a debt of honor. <laughs> 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 Speaking of, let's go to mm-hmm. Achi. All right, that's I got I I rolled Achi even though I didn't really roll the dice. I just did Achi, and Windows really wanted to update the computer I played the game on, so I took pictures of my notes real quick. Anyway, <laughs> so where we last left off, Achi and Hitomi they're with Kan uh, they're with Kanan, and Kanan says, speak, "Yeah, speaking of that, she's on a mission, but she's not at liberty to say what it is." Uh, she says basically that she knows Maria was kidnapped by mistake. And that the mastermind, we're going to hear a lot of the mastermind, but the mastermind wanted Hitomi. Uh, Kanan says she's here. She's also here for revenge because the mastermind killed her friend. So, so there's that. Kanan says she gave Maria a heads up like four days ago about the kidnapping. Um, she's telling Hitomi this, by the way, Hitomi and Achi. Um, and she gave her, she gave Maria a GPS tracker for Hitomi, but Hitomi never got it. And Kanan basically says that Maria must have let herself be a decoy and get kidnapped instead. And at this, Hitomi faints. Then Achi um, has actually a pretty good question. Is like, well, why did Maria even have to get kidnapped? Like, why did she go in her place? Like, why not just not go to this party? She was going to get kidnapped at. And Kanan kind of goes like, well, I guess they probably would have been after you for an even longer time or gotten to Hitomi anyway. Which I don't buy. Because then we wouldn't have a video game. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I know what they're doing, but it's, it is it is a little like, oh, that is silly. But whatever. Um, so, anyway. Um, Kanan thinks that Maria might have had a plan to use the GPS, actually, to lead, to lead like, the police or someone to the kidnappers. But the GPS never got powered on. It has to be the necklace, right? It has to be the necklace. I was thinking of the same. Yeah. Oh, good call. I didn't even think she that. just forgot to turn it on. It's literally hanging around her neck. Um, yeah. So Achi, okay. So Achi basically tells tells her everything that's happened up till now. Um, sorry, one second. Hun, please go upstairs. 
God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Hitomi's getting kidnapped. Oh no. <laughs> so I was like, I'm working on my viruses, go upstairs. <laughs> I didn't make the connection that the um, the necklace is the GPS, but of course it is. That makes sense. It's such a comically like oh, it's such a large necklace. Like the pendant is like absurd. Like that would make sense. It was a tracking device. Sorry about that. Also, no wonder they took it off her. It's like just like a big giant necklace. Like oh, I wonder, wonder what that could be. <laughs> Is that a wire? No, of course not. It just just has a whole big antenna on it. Though they are probably going to find it with Fuji, uh, uh, Kajiwara's. Uh, they can track it with the yeah the bug detector. That's a good call. Hmm. All right, where was I? Um. So anyway, Hitomi and Ouch. So anyway, Kanan leaves. Um. Well, anyway, Anachi tells her the whole story. Kanan's like, I bet Achi and the man with the cane uh, probably screwed up their plans. Anyway, Hitomi and Achi vowed to resolve to find the blue minivan with Maria presumably in it. And Achi sees one of those surveillance cameras and in his first good idea of the game says, we can use my dad's surveillance camera network to, to you know, find the blue minivan. I love how this is so believable because Achi like is is canonically like kind of a kind of a doofus, so he didn't realize it right away. Yeah, what a dope. Um, so uh, let's see here. Um, so they run to Dogenzaka to the monitoring room, but suddenly they're interrupted by Minora Kawa of all people, who it, it basically like stops them and starts asking Achi about SOS. Um, Achi doesn't really want to answer questions. He, he slips and says he used to be an SOS, which Minora Kawa is now even more interested in. But he's like, sorry, we got to go and leaves. But they're worried because they don't know who Minora Kawa is, that he's kind of suspicious. So they duck in a back alley to sort of lose him, which unfortunately they run into, I guess, the bad guys because Achi gets stabbed in the back. Hitomi gets kidnapped again. Achi dies. Bad end. No moral. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course... <laughs> We can have this all happens because Minora Kawa, which I know somebody else uh, devected that route, so I'm sure she'll get into it. But we'll just say Minora Kawa had a promise that he wanted to keep. But if he does, he runs into Achi. So if you say no to that, now we have a Minora Kawa free thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted in the back. So, <laughs> Achi keeps running. Okay. So anyway, now they run into a grade school girl and they're like running like she's right in their path. So you can either dodge her or lift her up in the air out of the way, incredibly, Um, which I will say, uh, even though I pick like wacky things, I I didn't do that until later because this is Hana selling poems. And basically, if you lift her up out of the way, all the poems scatter. Some of them go in the trash. Achi feels bad and gives her 5,000 yen and keeps going. And I think this leads to a bad ending later. So let's not do that. Otherwise, he just sidesteps her and you don't hear any more about it. Uh, Let's see here. So then we get to the surveillance room and the custodian's asleep. So we wake him up and he keeps calling Achi a chichi. There's a joke here. I don't know it. And uh, Achi decides to try to sneak past this guy, even though his dad, I guess, runs the business and is like, my dad asked me to check the monitors. I need the key for that. And the custodian's like, I don't know about giving you the key. 
is this your girlfriend? And of course, Achi's like, uh, 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 and Hitomi's like, actually, I am his girlfriend. We've been dating and we're wonderful and flashes him a smile. And the custodian's like, well, I guess I believe you then. Here's the key. And on the way up, like, uh, Achi is kind of like, all aw, shucks about it. And the romance, like, music kicks, kicks in too. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And Hitomi's like, I figured if I said that, things would have, like, went smoother and we could just get through by the custodian. And Achi's like, yeah. Would I mean, it would have been nice if you're serious. <laughs> just kidding. Unless, you know. Um, so, anyway, uh, Let's see here. Um, at the computer, um, at the computer, then Achi decides to be a little subtle and goes, "You know, I think you're actually more attractive than your sister." <laughs> and Tony's like, "I'm sorry." He's like, "Well, I mean, you're going out of your way to help her and do all that stuff. I find helping people very hot." Um, <laughs> I mean, he said he says the word attractive. It's yeah, but, it's uh, really uh, yeah. awkward. It is very awkward. It is much more awkward than when she said that she was his girlfriend. Um, ah, young love. Exactly. Yeah, he, so he's like, yeah, he's like, I like it when people do the right thing as a matter of course. And he keeps blushing, looking away. And there's a note about Achi's dad. We learn that his dad developed an AI called... AI. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes, an AI. An AI called Bot. Sorry, my son's here. My, an AI called Body, which has a computer develop different personalities while it's asleep. All right, you can sit here while I read this. Oh, I um, love neural networks. I know. I don't even know. What, I didn't even make that. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Uh, heck, he was talking about when That's, he was like. Whenever anyone says shit like that, they also don't know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah, well, it's like, when is the computer asleep? What does that even mean? But I don't know. Also, it's apparently based on multiple personalities that, that get into conflict with each other, and that makes for a better AI, which... Ah, the alter ego, yeah. of course. <laughs> that never backfires in literature. Oh. <laughs> hey, alter ego um, would never. No, you know, capital uh, co- competition produces the most efficient thing. You know how it goes. So, um... They see Minoru Kawa chasing Yanagishida with his laptop suddenly on the, on the cameras, which yeah. is, again, another plot thread we'll be hearing about. <laughs> they're like, hey, it's that annoying guy. <laughs> yeah, and they're kind of transfixed, and then Hitomi's like, so should we should look for the blue minivan, and you get a choice where it's like, no, hold on, I want to see where this is going. <laughs> or, yeah, let's look for your kidnapped sister. Um, let's see I think here. I can sell so, this to Worldstar. Hold on a second. Um, This leads to a bad ending if you keep watching them Um, Because basically We'll find out later But um, at any rate We we should talk about it now I think If you want to talk about it though Okay then alright So you can keep watching uh, Minoru Kawa and Fuyana Gishida And Achi's insistent on switching around Finds him at the end but then finally Hitomi gets a call from Tanaka Or an email which she'll ignore Because then she gets into watching out Fuyana Gishida and then what happens is they find out a little late, like, oh, here's a blue minivan. There it is. No, so, so they if, run right... F- if, hmm? if they keep looking at Tianagashira, then they end up yeah. um, look at, uh, watching him meeting Maria. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah. So um, that's right. Let's see here. Uh, and then tell me, forget all about the minivan. 
I wrote the good path down in my notes, and so now I'm like jumping around. Um, so they, they they see Maria on the video, and Hitami doesn't care about the blue van anymore because Maria. The, the only reason she wanted to chase the blue van is it's because she thought Maria was in it. So they go to the alley where they see them, and then they basically both get shot. Yeah, the guy with the cane is there, and Maria I think rushes and then gets shot, and then. Achi's like falls into despair because he can't save them both. Bad end. And it's also a bad end on Maria's path, I believe, too. Yes. So let's let's rewind the clock. And this time we'll do what we're supposed to. Watch out for the blue van, right? Uh so they see the blue van. Um let's see here. Okay, and then um Tanaka email no, I'm sorry, Tanaka emails Hitomi first, and he says, like, I found the blue van, it's heading toward Jinan. And they use the cameras. Now they find the band, uh, the van. So they run to where it is. And then I don't quite get how this works, but Hitomi gets there first and is apparently far, farther enough ahead of Achi where he can't reach her. Um, and you have a choice, which is to tell Hitomi to stay back or to tell her to wait, which is basically like, wait, stop or Hitomi, stay back. And to me, these are pretty much the same choice. I didn't think it mattered. So I said, stay. I said, Wait, wait, stop. Which yeah, but one of them mentioned her name and the other doesn't. <laughs> that's the yeah, was, that's the trick, right? But I did I did the other one first, which um anyway, so she doesn't she doesn't really listen to him in either case. She peers into the window, but it's tinted so she can't look. So she steps out of his view like around the corner of the minivan, which again I question how much farther ahead she got than he did. Yeah. But I guess they've been running this whole time, so who knows. Um, and all of a sudden, the van explodes, and there's video. Wow. Okay. Um, so everybody's kind of knocked down and dazed. Uh, he sees Hitomi, and then Kanan he sees on the ground. Um, Hitomi's all dazed. Kanan asks if she's all right. And um, Achi apparently asks about, like, Maria. Like, did you find, is Maria okay? Kanan doesn't respond. And he looks and sees a body in the burning van. So, um... Anyway, so Hitomi is kind of like unconscious, if I remember. Yeah. And Achi starts to carry her away. Yeah, Kanan basically protected Hitomi. She jumped on top of her. That's right. Yeah. So, so. Yep. And she's conscious enough to tell her to get it, get him to tell Achi to get um, Hitomi out of there. But Kanan is in a very bad state. Kanan yeah. is like bloody and barely conscious. Kanan yep. is unconscious. Get on. Yeah. But uh, Kanan, Kanan tells him one word, which is. Alfard. <laughs> Which, uh, did anybody else immediately try to do that button backwards? I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it, it sounds so weird that it was like, Dracula. is that like a Pokemon? What the hell is that thing? Trapla. It's not. I th- hmm. I know, but yeah. it's, it is close. It's just two letters off from Alucard. But anyway, Alfard. So, and she's like, that's the name of the mastermind. But don't don't go any further than I guess. Don't like go after him. So I guess just know his name or something to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yep. Okay. So I need to think about the quality of the video in this chapter. <sighs> so it's really nice looking, except for when the van explodes. Yeah, it looks. It doesn't look very real. It's not. I wonder if like they did had to do video just around the explosion because they were like, listen, a picture of an explosion isn't going to look good. Let's do this shitty video, which is going to look way better. Yeah, it's great. It's excellent. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the fake car explosion a lot. 
It does that like video gamey smoke effect. Like I feel it's like I've very seen that. FMV. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like awful, but it looks like sci-fi channel. Yeah. It looks like a nineties TV show. That's what it does. Yeah. yeah. It looks like nineties effects. Yeah, it's not quite birdemic, but you're you're not going to mistake this for a real explosion. Yeah. It's also weird to see these uh, actors move where we didn't before, right? Mm-hmm. And like it's like in Kano's read, it's it's really noticeable, but in this in this one, it's uh, you're just like, oh, okay, that's that's how they actually look because you know you just see like these perfectly framed shots or or just frame shots for like you know the the director and the the person who's doing all the photographing, you know, is trying to uh, you know portray one particular thing but when somebody's moving it's difficult to, to just make sure every angle is perfect that way hmm. who's so Ati's chapter ends at five at like 3 30 so he has apparently half an hour of non-interesting shit happen next but we'll know we won't know what it is so just yet. chilling out slowly Good. slowly carrying hitomi to the hospital or whatever Good for him i hate him so <laughs> aww aww Oh, he's all right. He's no Osawa, but still, he's no, <laughs> yeah. no Minorakawa. Speaking <laughs> Get of... the hell out of here. Yeah, speaking, speaking of Osawa, I think that's next. <laughs> now for the lull. Now for... Yeah. You want to do Osawa next or Minorakawa next? Oh, Minorakawa, right. I forgot okay. about him. How could I forget Sorry, about him? Sorry, everyone. <laughs> he's so forgettable, really. <laughs> you're you're going to have to wait for the worst character. Star of the so, show. Minorakawa's chapter opens uh, with he forgot to so he just came out of his interview with that director and he forgot to keep his promise to Mr. Endo that he would tell him he would tell the director that the dry ice machine was broken Um, and so the first choice you have is whether or not to go back and tell them and you can't go back and tell them if you go back and tell them it is a bad ending uh, in another route it's a bad ending for Osawa because he Minorikawa then like runs across Achi and Hitomi and like stops them and they end up going I don't know the timing is off so it's it's a bad ending both for Achi which we just heard about and also for Osawa much later on yeah yeah and uh, so the correct choice is to is to continue on his way and break his promise to Mr. Endo, which is funny. Also, if 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 you go back, he doesn't really tell anyone. He just stops like a random person on the street and tells him. <laughs> yeah. If you do it, he just tells a guy and he's like, you have to tell the director. So it's like barely, he barely was keeping his promise anyway. What a, what a jerk. Um, I hope something funny happens in the next chapter because of the broken dry ice machine. I don't know what. Maybe it like explodes. I, th- I think that's all. That's all going on in the tips. There's like an entire story about the theater in the, t- yeah. in the tips. Yeah, I don't know if that'll leak out into the into the real story or not, but it's, it is funny. Um, so Minorikawa heads back to the cafe with the waitress who hates him, and he comes in, and she's like, "We're oh, we're we're full. Where's there's no seats? Sorry." And he's like, oh, "I'll just sit on the floor." And she's like, "Oh my god, are you serious?" But she <laughs> just can't even. She's just like, "Okay, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm done trying. I'm not getting paid enough for this." I I noticed that. I just noticed that this waitress is the one is the girl that in the very first chapter Achi saved from the two thugs on the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is the waitress. That's, she was on her way to work, yeah. Yeah, she's having a bad day. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> so um, then 
another patron at the cafe ends up being Yanagishida. So he's there and he goes up to Minorikawa and he's like, Oh, you working on the article? And he's like, yeah, I sure am. And he's like, Oh, what is it? What does it say? And it's like charlatan businessman, like the sales demo erupts in chaos and, and all this stuff. And, and he's like, what? And he's got bad breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? This, uh, and he's, and Minoraka was like, yeah, it's great, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's great. And then he's like, nah, and takes the computer and runs away. <laughs> it's very Scooby Doo, like everything with Yanagishida. <laughs> So then Minorikawa is chasing Yanagishida all over town as he's running away, as he stole his computer. And uh, they end up running up that same pedestrian bridge where Kana lost the briefcase, uh, where Alkarawan dropped the briefcase off. So it's like very dramatic. And he's like going to throw the laptop off the bridge. But then they actually both fall down. Yeah, it's like a complete reenactment of the same like framing that they used yeah. in the first chapter. Yeah, they're, they're definitely trying to invoke the same imagery. Also, this reminds me of, of somewhat of Stein's game with the running and then the commenting on on someone else running and like oh you're a really fast runner and like oh, I don't think I have the strength to keep up with this guy <laughs> oh so funny Nork, I was like damn it this guy has too much experience running away it's <laughs> 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 great they both fall um, but while they're falling, Yanagishida like catches the laptop and he doesn't let it break. And Minorika was like, "Why did you do that? I thought you wanted to destroy it." And he was like, "Well, actually, I'm going to sell it because I need the money." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a thief. There's no other level of this here. So Minorikawa chases him, and I think there's like a choice where it's like, "What direction do I chase him in?" And the correct answer is to the knickknack shop. Um, and they go to the they so they, he chases him to the knickknack shop, and he bursts in and points a finger and is like, "You, you took my, you took my computer." And the now that he's kind of like friends with the owner of the knickknack shop because he interviewed him earlier, so the guy believes him, and he's like, "I wouldn't buy a laptop without a power cord anyway." And he's like, "Exactly." So give it back. You know, she's like, "Fine, you can have your computer back because I found another better get which get rich quick scheme." And he p- holds up the flyer for the one thousand scoops of ice cream con. Contest and um, and then he's just gonna. And Minorikawa's like, off. no, that was mine. <laughs> and um, he he heads off to go do that, and and Minorikawa was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to the police. This you you tried you tried to rob me. I'm gonna take you to the police, and I think you can like choose to follow him or not, or maybe that's at a different point, but basically you, you let him, you gotta let him go. If you don't, then you like get caught in the explosion um, of the van. Yeah. He slaps him, but he doesn't chase after him. Yeah. And, um, and then the whole, the whole thing that, um, Jim explained earlier in Maria's route causes Miku to show up at the knickknack shop and, uh, uh, she comes in and she starts because she sees Minorikawa and she starts crying and she's like, I lost. What am I going to do with my life now? And she like runs up and gives him a hug because he was the one that first encouraged her to get involved in fighting. And mm-hmm. Yanagashita is still there and he can see this and he's like, it's Miku, my love. And um, Minorikawa is like, this is, this is, oh no. Mm-mm. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he, so Yanagashita is like, that's not fair because she's hugging Minorikawa and he starts crying and runs out of the shop. And um, and Minorikawa is just like comforting Miku and is like, screw that guy. Um, and uh, 
then he continues to talk. Like basically, he's he says to the shopkeeper, "Like, would you have, would you have sold this if it did have a power cable?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, a lot of the merchandise here is probably stolen." <laughs> oh my God, so he's like, I, "I just you know I just find stuff, and you know it's not illegal if you just find stuff." And Minora comes immediately like, "No, it, it absolutely is illegal. Here's uh, the statute and everything. It's totally illegal." Yeah, the tooltip shows is like explains the entire law about why it's illegal to resell lost items, um, which is very <laughs> funny. Also, the untitled goose is sending people to jail. Um, how how incredibly rude! Yes. Um, so, um, fuck this system. He, and he he basically confirms that the necklace Maria bought was just something that he found. Um, and so, yeah, it makes sense that that was the GPS and he just, like, found it on the ground and he was like, ah, I'll sell his necklace. And, um, so, it it basically, Minorakawa's like, he's like, "Mm," I think he's, like, about to, like, he's not gonna write an article about this guy, but he's like, oh, you know, if I had more time, I would get this guy or something like that. And, um, instead focuses on Miku and uh, Miku's asking him for advice. Um, there's there's not a good way to answer it because part of the plot is that she ran away and then he apologizes to her later. So all of your mm-hmm. options are bad. <laughs> it's yeah. like, maybe you could do something more feminine now <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and, um, and so she runs away crying. Um, and uh, then... There's a keep out, which you have to jump in from Achi's route, um, which is Minorikawa heads outside and he hears Achi yell, wait, Hitomi. And he's like, Hitomi's a common name, but who knows? My my detective inst- or my, my reporter's instincts have been really good today. And so he heads over to see if, if she could possibly be Hitomi Osawa. And she's standing next to the blue van. The blue van explodes. Minorikawa doesn't die this time. He he gets up. He's in a daze. Um, he remembers that there was a similar terrorist attack to this two years ago. Um, and he gets up and starts trying to keep people away, keep people from trying to videotape or, like, get close to the burning car. And while he's doing that, he overhears two boys from SOS talking about Susumu and Endo Electronics. And um, in order to get them to tell him, like, where where to find Susumu or, like, where the SOS headquarters is, he pretends or he, he just says that he's a Yakuza and they just believe him, which is great. But they like him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just because they're like just I'm, kids. And, yeah. um, and. They're like, wow, you're Yakuza. Well, the, he hangs the uh, SOS headquarters is a bar called Inferno. And he's like, okay, cool. And uh, in the background uh, of the shot, Achi is carrying Hitomi and uh, the boys can see him and they see him walking toward them. And so they run away and Minorikawa's like, wait, and then they're gone. Um, then Kano arrives on the scene and questions Minorikawa about the events leading up to the explosion. And Minorikawa's like, I'm, you know, I'm a reporter. And so he's like, you police, when you say you don't know the details yet, that means that you're really, you know, this is really big, big scoop and, and all this stuff. And like, starts like trying to get in his face and stuff. And then Kano's like, what is, you know, could you please just tell me what you, what you saw before the explosion? He was like, huh, I thought I heard a cell phone ring before the explosion and it was the the Aya, the Aya Kamiki uh, song ringtone and he's like but that's impossible that doesn't make any sense cell phones um, can't trigger explosions I've never seen that in any kind of media whatsoever 
especially not 24. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he heads off, and uh, so then he, he's done with Kano, and he runs uh, He runs into Miku, who is helping people and was also kind of caught in the, uh, in the like, fallout, I guess, because I think she's, like, on the ground getting up. And um, she describes how Kanan saved Hitomi's life. She says, like, that this girl, she, like, came out of nowhere and she was, like, so fast and uh, saved Hitomi or saved that other girl. And he's like, you know, I do actually know some dojos um, to recommend you to. And I'll, I'll give you a dojo recommendation later, Miku. And she's like, wow, thanks. And so she's happy. Um, and then next, Minorikawa gets a text from Chiaki. She's back asking about his copy because this the end of this chapter is the is going to be the deadline. And he's like, "This is a bigger scoop. Whatever, whatever this thing just happened with the with the van exploding. This is a bigger scoop." And um, he is like, "This this will convince them when I tell them I have a scoop on this. Like this will convince them more than having written the copy." And um, he then sees uh, Kano and Stanley like ta- heading away from the scene, and he was like, "Oh, why are those cops heading away from the scene?" So he tails them, and he goes into a nearby building and goes into the the bathroom and like stands by the window and overhears their conversation and. Uh, during this, he hears Stanley say that Maria has been infected with the Ua virus. They basically that they infected her, that they knocked her out, and um, and now have her just like wandering around the city, and that in, in four hours she's gonna detonate. <coughs> Excuse me. Just like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like that. So he said in four hours she's gonna detonate, and. Uh, but he can't hear anymore because suddenly Yanagishita comes into the restroom and he says, he's like, I'm leaking. <laughs> so I'm weird. leaking here. And it's like so, <laughs> so gross. Um, I think there's more than one urinal in that bathroom too. So it's not like a single person bathroom. Like he's just like having an episode. And yeah. Yes. <laughs> like let everybody in the bathroom know how bad he's got to go. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit's coming out as he comes in the door and he made sure to yeah. announce it. And, and so uh, Minorikawa is like, you idiot, and, like knocks him on the ground and like puts him <laughs> in a ankle hold, which the the tooltip implies makes him piss himself. But that happens off yeah. screen. Yes. Oh, he definitely pisses himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, he he leaves and he's like, this scoop is definitely big enough to persuade the, the debt collectors. Um, and he's heading back toward the... Uh, the office and uh, when suddenly he gets a call from Chiaki and she says that Toyama was the guy in the van I don't know where she got that information <laughs> and then it was suicide too that he blew I guess he blew himself up she said she said yeah. Hannah called, called her my guess is that oh, um, yeah. my guess is that Toyama and Hannah saw the van exploding and thought that would be a good excuse for to get away from the death collectors oh, oh yeah, yeah that's that's death. yeah I just want to draw a parallel here to, again, why Minora Kawa is maybe a better Jack Bauer than Jack Bauer. Because in season two, episode one of 24, oh my God. Jack n- needs to ingratiate himself with a, te- uh, a homeland terrorist group, but they're on a caper to blow up CTU, and they're full up. They don't need another person. So Jack goes up to one of them and is like, hey, can I bum a sm- cigarette? And the guy's like, I don't smoke. And they kind of get into a fight. And Jack Bauer knocks him over, puts him in the ankle and does the ankle twist and breaks his ankle. So he can has to like be with he has to be that guy's replacement. 
Minorakawa on the uh, does this Gishida just because she is like I really got to piss and interrupts him or whatever. So I'm 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 but you know what uh, Minorakawa never tortured anybody so he's got that point above Jack Bauer. As so far I think as he's we know. Jack Bauer. <laughs> well, it dep- I think he's like a psychological torture guy. Yeah, there's a lot of Minorakawa media that we have yet to explore. <laughs> like the, also when you like the waitress, right? She's it's it's she's, he's annoying. He doesn't torture you like physically torture you and give you trauma. He just annoys the shit out of you when you want something. Wait, but if you really have to take a piss and then some guy pile drives you to the ground and like you know puts you in a leg lock so you piss yourself, that's pretty bad too i mean granted it's deserved the man stole his computer but it's not like he does <laughs> well, you no know harm. what hold on can you like who goes i gotta take a leak i'm and by the way how do you like just have piss like coming out like a tiny bit like i don't know that's like you're going or you're not i don't know maybe yanagashita <laughs> is, is, is different uterine muscle than whatever but like it's that's crazy talk. I don't know, or what's what's the original Japanese on this one? What did you say when he's <laughs> the door? Yeah, the original Japanese. Did the pee come out a lot or just a little? <laughs> oh my god! We're asking the tough questions. Uh, yes. No, I think the, the, the translation was pretty accurate. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? We skipped over that. What, what was Achi's the uh, Achichi? Is there anything funnier in in uh, Japanese for that one? No, it's exactly the same. Oh, okay. Nothing, nothing special. Did there. we? Did we? I, I might have missed this because I was dealing with kid stuff. Did we? Did we like miss what like the kind of dramatic thing when Norikawa dies in the explosion? Oh, the one where he um, talks to Kano. Yeah, because Kano runs over to him and he has this kind of dramatic like, if I can't report this, maybe my last words will be it. And he like tells him about Osawa, you know, like tipping the balance of the world, the thing that he said last chapter. Mm. And this goes nowhere because it's a bad end, of course. But then when they're bringing a stretcher for him so he can talk more, he's like, no, wait, there were kids in that explosion and stuff. Bring them first. I'm okay, but he's too weak to say it. Like, what a great guy. How do you not model yourself after Minorakawa? Except for the way he treats that waitress in Lotric, but still. (laughs) And the finger pointing thing that gets old. (laughs) <laughs> no, it does not. That's fine. That is absolutely fine. He does everything he does 110%. It's like it's so inspirational. I wish I had as much energy as Minorakawa. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I wish I'd acted like Minorakawa like when I was like 20 and had the energy stuff. Instead of being this husk of a broken man who can only dream of being Minorakawa. Oh but God. then, like, you know, I think I'm sorry. Then Kano has an inspirational speech later, but we'll get to that. Minorakawa's kid goes upstairs immediately. <laughs> oh. But you know what? Minorakawa, I mean, he's he's single. He doesn't have kids, so he has a lot more energy to devote to just doing his job. <laughs> Is that really a good lesson to put yourself 100 percent in your job and not cultivate other parts of your life? I don't think so. I think that's the lesson that Osawa learned also. Segue. Mm. 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 Oh, yeah. Is that my cue now? All right, now so I'm yeah. talking about no. Osawa. <laughs> Speaking of 110% energy, wake up, Pola. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry, I, I'm just getting into the Osawa mood because he's the worst character and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but the best character, Kajiwara, is also here. Yes. The game tries to make me feel sorry for him this time, but I really don't. Um, so we pick up where we left off. 
Osawa is looking at his computer and he's looking at, I think, uh, the Kameen uh, website or Kameen or whatever her name is, the yeah. pop star. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he gets a package from uh, Kameen Club, which is like the Nintendo Club, but for I. And um, they give him like special rewards or whatever for joining. And Kajiwara's there and asks him to open it because they don't know if the kidnapper is going to try to get in touch with him via email or package or whatever. So he opens it up and it's just a normal package. And Kajiwara is kind of there consoling him and, and asking him, you know, what, what kind of music do you like? And, you know, obviously he likes pop and Kajiwara. He likes Ayakamiki. He doesn't like anything else. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I've only listened to one thing, and this is this is what I like. This right here is this is this music? Is this ska? What is we this? all know that one guy like Osawa. Yeah, uh. but um, Kajiwara offers to let him listen to something else, which um he had a music player with him, and um it's classical music, and um he listens to it, and he feels you know his nerves start calming down, and he really likes it, and um. He thanks Kajiwara, and Kajiwara's like, the theme of it, um, like, it's classical music, it's strings and brass and stuff, and he says the theme of it is that um, erudition can be boorishness, which I guess translates to if you show off how smart you are, you become insufferable. So, um... He doesn't seem to mind that. Not appropriate at all, really. I don't see how that would apply to Asawa. What's that? Oh, I'm not, I don't see how that would apply to Asawa, someone who just... No, not at all. Yeah. No, not, certainly not Great a guy, guy that spent his entire life gaining knowledge for no real purpose. Um, Where was I? Oh, Osawa yeah. sucks. Yeah, Osawa sucks. Um, and he starts to open up to Kajiwara and be like... You know, I'm an anxious person. And Kajiwara's like, I can see that. And Osawa's like, no, that's not really it. Um, I've spent my entire life being cold to people. And I worry that if my daughter died, then I worry that I wouldn't even be able to feel the emotions that a father is supposed to be able to feel at that time. Fucked up. Yeah. Also, that's, and, that's and its that's, own special level of selfish. To be like, I'm just concerned about how I would react if my daughter died. Yeah, it's like, my daughter might be dead, but I might not feel bad enough. <laughs> Dear Reddit, am I the asshole? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then we um, go back to kind of a flashback where um, Maria is kind of lashing out at uh, Osawa because he only seems to care about Hitomi. And that's like little, little tiny Maria. It's little tiny Maria, yeah. yeah. Well, she's not that tiny. Like in the flashback, she's not like a little kid or anything. She's. Just I think she's younger. like elementary school aged in the flashback. She doesn't look like it. She's. I mean, she looks elementary school age, but she's smoking a whole whole pack. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she lashes out at Osawa, and Osawa slaps her. And makes her bleed, and he feels guilty about it. But I'm assuming doesn't actually do anything about it because he sucks. No, he just stares at his own hands, which is like, yeah, it's like what have I done? Jesus, what is wrong with you? 
Don't apologize <laughs> or anything. Don't don't uh, communicate to your daughter that you regret your actions. How does this make me feel, Osawa? Oh my, oh my God, my hand hurts when I. <laughs> He internalizes violence against other people. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and then that leads into a bad end where, you know, I I rolled him. I actually tried to cheat and rolled twice and I got him both times. So uh, <laughs> I did him first. And it's uh, they the detectives call him in with his wife and they say there's been a development. And then this leads into one of the bad endings where Tomi is dead. And yet again, Osawa gets really upset and the world just breaks down around him. And we are just left to assume that he's just left stark raving bad over getting some bad news. Mm-hmm. But of course we didn't do that. Um, the actual development is that Hitomi is safe. Maria is infected and the body in the explosion is Tanaka's. So, uh, Osawa is concerned about, you know, how long ago was she infected? And the detectives, detectives don't really seem to know, um, or, or either they're playing dumb or they don't really seem to know how serious this is because immediately the response is, you know, if Tanaka's dead, they can't get the antivirals. If Maria is infected, then she is a ticking time bomb. And, um, I seems to be very... Uh, distraught about Tanaka being dead. Which they don't go into that yet, but I'm assuming they're going to go into that next chapter. I can't wait. Yeah, because she has like this guttural scream when it happens. Like, she screams like an animal. I mean, we know know why. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty... Well, yeah, it's obvious, right? He's not Minorikawa, and who could be? No. I like how it's even in that moment that like she's just completely breaking down and it is that emotional. Asawa's just like, yeah, whatever she's doing. Okay, what about me now? Let me think about how this affects <laughs> me. Whole family is fucked up, honestly. Well, except for the dollars, they didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah, they're just trying to live. They're like kind of great. Like honestly, considering their parent, like they they grew up well in yeah. spite of their dad. Their mom must have been really cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Tanaka is really the one that raised them. That may very well be true. (laughs) But yeah, that's literally all that happens in Osawa's journey. (laughs) Journey. He has the shortest chapter in this chapter. I thought that Kajiwara uh, had a had a good little little speech to him where he was like, "You have to express your emotions," and he's like, "But what yeah. if my emotions hurt people?" And he's like, "Well, then you apologize." Duh. Huh. And Osawa was just like, "Huh." Then then you be human. Literally, almost every Kajiwara line could have ended with "Duh." Like, come on. Yeah. He's trying really hard, though. Oh, the most important thing you can take the banana. Yeah, you yes. can accept oh, yes. uh, take the banana. banana in this scene. Take banana. May I offer you a banana in this trying time? There was actually a point where I was I was trying to figure out the puzzle to get past someone's uh, bad end or keep out, and the only decision I could f- come to was the banana. I was like, does this somehow affect it? <laughs> does this prevent Minorikawa's death? Well, I mean, it has to. This is a this is a choose your own adventure game. It, the banana has to be the key to everything. Of banana to the north, <laughs> window to the west. <laughs> take banana. Honestly, though, when he offered it to us, I'm like, okay, we have to take it. There's got to be like some secret. That's where the antidote is. 
I feel like though, like any other character, but like the banana gives you hope and strength. But then with Osawa, it's like you can't use that here. <laughs> he just goes around trying to use it on everything. <laughs> Pull banana. I I screams and she. He's like, you want a banana? Yeah. Oh my god. What if he offers it to someone else later? Oh my god. It would be so good. <laughs> it's like the only thing in his inventory, so he has to literally offer it to everyone. Banana. I mean, yeah. there is so so much potential here. Like maybe somebody could be really hungry and he saves somebody with the banana, or maybe he eats the banana and throws the peel away, and then the bad guy slips on the peel. Or god, I hope. You know. I feel. I really feel like I see Kajiwara doing that. Like that's his special ability, or what makes him such a good detective. Yeah. Yeah. He used to. Yeah. Like they don't let you have guns in the Tokyo Police, so he just has like banana peels, and he's like a master of it. <laughs> Under low light, it could look like a gun. It's like the spike strips they use on cars, but he said it's banana peels. He could fool a bad guy into thinking it was a gun. Unroll <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, bananas. <laughs> it's the Mario Kart spike strip. It's like, yeah, Japan is just like Mario Kart, actually. <laughs> it tracks. It's all going to come back down to the banana, I'm calling He's got it. a blue shell in his sock. He's like, just in case. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you got to take some intense training for that one. <laughs> all right, it's enough jokes. Sasayama's dying on the floor. Uh, who cares? Oh, no. Sasayama! Poor Sasayama. Uh, so it's on Kano's route. We immediately run to go see what's up with Sasayama. Um, and the knife is still in him. He is laying on the floor, uh, bleeding out. And we get uh, Sasayama to be the ham actor that he is. Going to be like, <laughs> guess I messed up. Looks like I won't <laughs> be celebrating the missus birthday. <clears throat> I was only a day from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Kano like plays into this too because he also just wants to be TV show detective. Um, so Sasayama, uh, as he's doing his badass uh, speech, uh, gives a wrapped gift to Kano, saying that we should give it to his pretty wife Michan um, until paramedics finally arrive um, and. Kano is eventually able to get him to shut up and actually save his strength a little bit. Um, so paramedics take him away. Um, meanwhile, uh, Alkarwan is being taken away by uh, some other cops. And Kano is like ready to go fucking ape shit on him and punch him uh, until Stanley stops in and uh, asks him if, <laughs> if that's just something they let cops do in Japan is assault suspects. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like America. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Stanley Den just walks over to Alcarwan, um, says something, uh, and the suspect is then very visibly shaken, whispers something back to Stanley. Um, and then Stanley comes back over to Kano and says that, um, hey, uh, Alcarwan uh, said that he gave instructions to Hitomi to get into a, a blue minivan. And so we're off to the races there. What do you think he said? What do you think he said to, to what do you think Stanley said to El Carawan? I don't know. I mean, Stanley's in on this almost assuredly. So he's probably like, Alfard says you're next or something like that. Uh, Hail Hydra. You think he yeah, said Hail Hydra? Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said like something about Kanan. Yeah. Um, 
So as we're on our way, we get Dick Dick Dumb number 14, which is use the dead as a stepping stone, but be sure to die as a stepping stone yourself. Which so basically Kano's really pissed about Sasayama's um, death, though we're not sure if he died yet. So I was thinking Bloodborne, where you could use the echoes to see how other people died, but then people can use your echo to avoid death themselves. Amazing. Yeah. It's just, it's very, it's bleak. That's right. Yeah, it's just like Street Fighter or whatever video games you nerds play. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's just like Mario. Mario Kart, actually. <laughs> um, so, since Kano's pretty uh, upset, Stanley was just like, you know what? Get, get all your emotions out right now since you can't handle it. And just tells Kano to hit him. So we get a choice. Uh, Kano can say, no, it won't make me feel better. Or, no, I'm the one that deserves to be hit. Or we can just fucking punch him, which is the right option. No. Even though I don't think it changes anything, it's definitely the it right option. But it is. Um, so we punch him, uh, and then kind of wails that he should have, uh, he could have done better for Sasayama. To which Stanley, um, says, uh, "Hey, you guys have been better than I expected." Almost assuredly, pointing to the fact that uh, they're playing right into the mastermind's hands. Though <laughs> no one notices that. Um, and we get a radio in from Kuze saying they found the blue minivan. Let's go. Uh, on the way to the minivan, uh, big ex- we hear a big boom and we see smoke. Um, and then a cool, pretty cool video. Uh, I think it might be the longest video of this chapter of Stanley and Kano uh, running through people to try and get to the, to the fire and people lying on the ground. Yeah, and neither one of them looks that great like stanley looks way different in the video than he does in in the still i shots. was gonna say and he looks like a sleepy terminator yeah <laughs> like, look like, like that rigid like you know iron jawed guy doesn't look it doesn't come through on video nah he looks like a big guy that was kind of like a robot that like couldn't quite get the facial expression right you know like a t700 yeah. Uh, when I saw it, I the thought, oh, now yeah. here's a guy who got into acting because he wanted to be a romantic lead, but he's got to work his way up. Oh, I just thought, like, here's a guy who got his job because he was clearly American and working in Tokyo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I bet he's Canadian. Oh, he probably is. Probably. I, I know, actually, a couple of the act- actors that play the foreigners in this, and a handful of them are Canadian. Um, so. I, I, I don't mean I know them personally, though, if, if you're listening to this, call me. Let's, let's hang out sometime. Uh, Leland. So, <laughs> wink. Uh, Kano <laughs> runs to over to help the people, and uh, if you did the wrong choices, you can see Minorikawa there. Um, Minorikawa um, whispers something important to um, Kano that we don't get to know unless you get the bad ending in Minorikawa's route. Um, and then, uh, kind of jumps into the ambulance, uh, with Minorikawa, uh, but to try and figure out what the truth of the case is, but Minorikawa never woke up. So, but that's a bad end. Um, with Minorikawa not there, uh, instead, Kano sees that someone was inside the, the flames of the minivan, and he's pretty scared that it's a Tomi, but the body is already charred to ash. And we get a keep out. 
Um, I forget who gets us past the keep out, but Achi. I guess it doesn't. Oh yeah, it is actually. Um, Achi has like two just random ass keep outs that are like have nothing really to do with what he's doing. There's a lot of jumps. You can kind of jump in from either way a lot of these times. Oh, jump. Yeah, jumps. I'm sorry, yeah. I meant not keep outs, but yeah. Achi also had the most choices despite his short time that were like actually impactful. Um. Anyways, uh, Kano goes to help the victims, um, and then someone points us to help out uh, Kanan. Um, we get another zoom in on her tattoo. Um, but Stanley immediately like jumps in and says, "I'll I'll take care of this one." Um, and Kano tries to ask if he knows her, uh, but that gets nowhere. Um, we question some people nearby, including Mandarakawa who apparently figures out that this is a major incident, as if a big explosion in the world's largest intersection is not an incident. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, you, you totally nailed him, Minorikawa. Um, so he mentions a cell phone ringtone, um, and then Stanley says we're gonna that he's going to drive uh, Kanan uh, to the hospital because there's not enough ambulances here yet. Um... But then Stanley's cell phone rings. Uh, we don't know what he hears, but he, it does leave him visibly shaken. And then he uh, hangs up and sort of leads us into an alleyway. Um, and then he tells us, uh, hey, you seem like a good guy. I can trust you. Um, and he says that the mastermind contacted his team. And that about eight hours ago, the the group infected Maria with the Ua virus and let her loose. Um, incubation period is 12 hours so we have about 4 hours until everything goes bad. It is capable of airborne transmission and the fatality rate is 100%. So basically we have this whole city hostage right now. Um, Kano knows that we need uh, Tanaka to get the antiviral but he's currently uh, a fugitive and then Stanley says that we need to track down Maria but regardless the terrorists still have Ua and they can redeploy at any time, even if, you know, we incubate Maria or whatever. So Stanley says that uh, Kano can get out of the city, but uh, before, but Kano says, no, he needs to see us through. And now we learn a little bit more about the mastermind. Uh, so it's an arms dealer named Alfard, and Alfard's trademark to stuff to these sort of incidents is quote extremely meticulous planning in a way that plans are perfectly imperfect. Um, he deliberately that sounds fake as hell. <laughs> it really does. This whole explanation is crazy. That sounds like this guy just doesn't know what he's doing. It sounds like someone that is a perfect villain and has watched too much Twenty Four. Yeah, interpreted um, it was more like phrase like it's a plan that will work even if uh, some unexpected things happen. Oh, that makes oh, much yeah. more sense. Yeah, actually, it's yeah, like they, a they, million times better. They made a plan that, like, if if, the, if everything goes according to plan, that's great. But even if some stuff, like, uh, fails, then it will still work. That's the kind of plan mm-hmm. he made. That's, that's totally very different from different. what Stanley says, which is, like, all the all the things that go wrong are exactly what the mastermind impl- it's intended like, to happen. Yeah, it's, it's like enough things go wrong that you can't quite grasp what the original plan was. Yeah. 
so that they get away with it easier. So, so like there's deliberately a plan set up with holes in it so that there will be problems that will pop up that, that the mastermind wants there to be problems so that, number one, it'll be tough for anyone to anticipate the plan, and number two, you can't, like, trace it back to them. So it's like, what? Yeah. That's, hmm. That has to be a translation error, right? I mean, that's the only way that works to me. I think they were just trying to take liberties and make Alphard seem... Smarter. I think it, it was kind of something like that in Japanese, but maybe a little better explained. Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, there's a difference between, like, I've accounted for all contingencies and, like, fuck it, let's make some contingencies. You know, I My plan know. is so good, even with crazy contingencies, it's going to get past it. In fact, it'll work in my favor. In fact, every we're going to hit every single contingency. <laughs> my plan is so good, I'll do some biotism, bioterrorism, but also fuck it up a little. Like, just to see how good it is. Just, just to throw a little fun in there. I like to make my plans more difficult for me just to make my genius come through even more. This, this is how good I am at bioterrorism. I didn't find bioterrorism challenging enough, so I had to set better goals for myself. So, Snake, what actually happened was I was so genius, I made errors happen to me. <laughs> Snake, I gave you Vox Die. I made up this stupid name for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, it was all it was also he could feel despair. <laughs> Alfred heard Skullface's plan, I was like, that's that's too simple. Oh my god. Um so anyway, Stanley and Kano uh, fist bump and then get to work. But before they can get to work, we get a radio in from the director saying that all uh, investigation of the kidnapping is to be suspended. Um, an anti-terrorism task force will probably be deployed in Shibuya, so they're, the police's part in this is finished. Um, Kano is upset about this, but there's nothing he can do. So we get a choice again. We can watch this TV broadcast that everyone's crowding around a convenience store to look at, or we can run off and find Rumi. Um, so if you do look at the TV broadcast, you see that the governor is giving a press report about the bioterrorist attack. Um, although he doesn't call it that, just that's just all the press is saying because they they figured out the story um, right. and if, they asked about it? the one two years ago. No, I, I don't think they know. They talk about the bioterrorist attack. They just talk about the van exploding, and there was a similar thing happened two years ago. And the police know this is related to a bioterrorist attack, but the general population doesn't. Well, the the press is asking about why Shibuya is uh, cordoned off. And they're starting to get hints that, like, something happened. Okay. Yeah. That, that must have been an error in my notes then. Okay. So, Kano is just like, eh, all right. And goes to find Rumi. Um, so, we get to the, uh, the cafe, and Rumi is not there. But Chizuo is, who is uh, angrily glaring at us. And we finally get to properly introduce ourselves uh, to him. So, Rumi had to step away for a short moment, and it's extremely awkward between the two. Chizuo is on a laptop, uh, and that's the point uh, which we find out something that I didn't know about, but Vivek <laughs> and Owen uh, pointed out before we started recording. How could you forget Pretty Honey? Yeah, so apparently oh. Chizuo is Pretty Honey. <laughs> Friggin' Aya Kimiki, I swear. <laughs> it's great. It's excellent. All, all the old men in Japan love her. Yeah, <laughs> all the old dads. <laughs> but come on, if you had to anticipate the one like teenage girl on the message board, you knew it was going to end up being some like sixty-year-old guy. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> God. I just, I feel like that colors my whole opinion of him completely differently. He, he's actually very much a softie, which we learn from this discussion. Yeah, but he pretends to be a teenage girl online. <laughs> yeah, that that's also very creepy. <laughs> what, what the fuck, mm. my dude? I don't think he realized that, though. I, he, he just named it, he then the laughter that um, apple he, he grew. I don't think he really has the implication that it makes him sound like a, a teenage girl. Yeah, because he's, I, kind I of, get it. He's posting on the like uh, over 40 message board. He's not yeah. trying yeah, to post but like, like in the... When Osawa talked about Pretty Honey in his chapter, he made it sound like it was like kind of like a known thing that she was a teenager. But I mean, I could definitely see that it was a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. that makes that more sense. Probably yeah. makes the joke, yeah. Look, Osawa is not the most most observant in uh, <laughs> no. other people's well, other people's yeah, lives. Yeah, let's be honest. If it's a bunch of like you know fifty plus guys commenting on a pop singer's message board, they're they're probably just gonna be like, "Oh, pretty honey, must be a teenage girl." <laughs> Please let it be. <laughs> um, so Kano tries to warn them to get out of Shibuya, but oh, he was pro- he was prohibited to talk about the case, so he can't really um, say any more details. Uh, Shizu asks if it has something to do with the case. And says, uh, so why don't you just run off with Rumi then? Is your work that Im- more important than Rumi? Um, and then Chizuo gets into like his past, says how he used to be like that, put his life uh, on the line multiple times, putting his work before his, uh, his family. He says, uh, I got so caught up in my work that I wasn't even there for her when she finally passed away, referring to his wife. Um, and then uh, says that... Uh, Rumi is a lot like her mom. And then we get a re- rehashing of Dick Dictum number one. Never lose sight of what's you- of what you're supposed to protect ever. Uh, Kano actually says this out loud, and she's just like, huh? What what are you talking about? What'd you say about your dick? <laughs> <laughs> Just talking to you now? What? <laughs> um, so Kano sort of has this realization that it's it, it means that when someone's in trouble, you help them, and that's not something that a good detective does. That's something that a good person does. Um, and then he explains to Shizuo that it might seem like he's putting his life on the line, but to Kano, that's, that's just being himself. He's not putting anything on the line. He just cares about helping people. And he says that even if he had a different job, such as being a baker, it would still be the same way. Ah, uh, yes, the dictums were the dicks we met along the way. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what, what bioterrorism bakers get into on a, <laughs> on a daily basis. I mean, they could. But anyway, she's what actually calls him out on that. He's like, no, I don't think if you had those jobs, you would get in, you would have the same problem. Uh, but he says, uh, I think I understand what kind of man you are now, um, which is why you can't futz around anymore um, and tr- convince them to stick to the case um, and does this very nice monologue, which I didn't care enough to write down at all. Uh, and then kind of asks if he can put right what she's down in his notebook. It's uh, like you have to be. You have to, like, be cool-headed about how you approach things, oh. but you also have to have, like, a fiery passion. Yeah. Cool yeah. head, but fiery yeah. passion. Yeah. Um, Chizuo gets embarrassed about the dick dictum and tells him, you know, uh, maybe don't you have something to, like, go do instead of 
that, writing it down. Um, but before he goes, uh, Shizu will ask what made uh, Kano fall in love with Rumi. Um, he mentions that uh, she's cute, but also very sweet and kind-hearted. And then uh, Kano decides he needs to get details from our Karwan and figure out Alfard's plan. And then finally, Kuze radios in and says they've uh, identified the exploded body and is Tanaka, making it impossible to now get the antiviral drug. Unless someone already has it and we can synthesize it. But that's just for us viewers. Well, they also say they identified him positively via his personal effects, which is yeah. not the best way to identify a body. No, do you think it's really Tanaka? I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. They emphasize the personal effects in two of the, two different lines, and so I'm just like, eh, anybody could be wearing his clothes and stuff. I, I believe it was Tanaka. It would be interesting if Tanaka got played like that, basically, right? Like, he's kind of, like, revealed and... Well, I mean, that ties into what the text was at the beginning. It was like, Alpha betrayed me or something, right? Oh, yeah, at the very mm. beginning of the game. Hey. I have been deceived, Alpha, and then he gets a call, and the car explodes. And the A is the one who sends all the emails, too. Oh, yeah, you're mm. right. Like, A, yeah. Yeah, the accusatory emails to uh, Asawa. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like it's more satisfying if Alphard is someone we've met, and it's like, Tanaka is always the mysterious Alphard, you know what I mean? Rather than, like, just some new guy with a cape and a mask and a throne, you know, with, like, black candles everywhere. But I'll take that too. Um, well, it could be Achi. <laughs> Achi would be dumb enough to name himself <laughs> A and Alpha. No! <gasps> Maria is Alfred, Alfard, and she got amnesia. Oh, wow. Just like Resident Evil Survivor. Who's with me? One person in the audience? <laughs> One other person played that? Hey, All right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Spoiler, That's the sorry. Person in the back. We need to figure out who Alf is. <laughs> Alfard Alpha's is such a too. stupid name. Yeah. Yes, yes. Alfard? Are you kidding me? I hope that's his I hope that's his given name, because if that's <laughs> uh like the the secret evil mastermind name you chose for yourself. Uh... <laughs> what if it's Yanagashida? That would be the best. <laughs> Oh, that, that would really become would. my new favorite character in everything ever. That would be fantastic. He reveals his master plan, and then they, they play that music. Oh God, I would love to see him playing a villain. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> all his bioterrorism plans were get-rich-quick schemes, <laughs> but they went wrong, so he never gets paid. And that's why they think there's things go wrong with his plans, but he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the song to play us out on. I would absolutely love to see him play a villain. Absolutely. Maybe it's Young Anishina's, like, evil twin brother. We gotta stop designing a better game. (laughs) 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 Alright, next time. (sighs) Chapter 7? 4 o'clock. Yeah. I guess we have. I guess we have four hours left. Yeah. 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 What? Four hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, according to the um, yeah. Yeah. We we basically have a a timer now. <laughs> yes. Oh, so dead stay to tuned. <laughs> dead to rights. Sure. Dead to rights. Dead to so rights. long farewell. Dead to rights.